straight out of Austin, Texas. It's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, Statesman Sports Columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first, On Second Thought. This is On Second Thought, episode 299, brought to you by Hook'em.com, our good friends at Bud Light. My name is Cedric Golden, joined as usual by the Duck, Kirk Bowles. Duck, it's that time of year when the baseball games start to get sexy. The Texas Longhorns closing out the regular season at home against first place West Virginia. Outside shot of, of winning the Big 12, and that's why... We have David Pierce, the illustrious head coach, joining us today. Thursday, 6.30, Friday, 6.30, Saturday, 2.30, three-game set. David, how are you today? Doing great, Cedric. How are you guys, Kirk? You guys doing well? We're doing good. We're doing good. So you're saying there's still a chance. Hell yeah. yeah. (laughs) What are you selling your team on? I mean, you got to sweep them, obviously, to to be able to share the title, right? So uh, Yeah. What do you, what are you telling your team about this weekend? I think we we learned so many things along the way, and you know, you you hope that your team's always ready to play and and, and got laser focus and you know in all aspects of the game, and then you piece it together. Um, but we go back in in this this situation, we go back to Friday's game against San Jose State, and you mm-hmm. look at all the different distractions and go, okay, well, that was why that's an excuse. And so what we have to do is remember the feeling we had after that game and realize that there's a motivation there that we're not going to get caught with our guard down. And that is clubhouse driven. That's understood from, you know, the star player to the bullpen catcher. And I think if you can go out and have the right mindset know your assignments, and compete your tell-off. And we look back, we'll accept whatever happens because we know we did those things that gave us a chance to win. You get caught up in the we have to win to do it, that's when you get in trouble. And yeah. so I think, too, we've been in settings before with with Super Regionals, for example, if you lose game one, you know, We've done a really good job of thinking, all right, we just got to play pitch at a time and play game two and not start counting outs and thinking from the other side, all we got to do is get nine more outs and we're going to Omaha or whatever the case is. And we have some guys that have some experience with that, but we also have some guys that don't. So just our team kind of expressing those different feelings that they've had in those moments of cherishing the crowd, cherishing mm-hmm. the the uh, environment, embracing that, and then pressure not on us. I mean, we always want to put the pressure on them. Sure, they're in a position now to have, you know, win one game, and potentially. Right. So we're just going to go play the series and go play it as hard as we can. If I can go out and play hard, I'm probably going to be a little bit more locked in and I'm not worrying about what happened to my last at bat. And mm-hmm. that ability to keep moving forward is key in our game, and especially at this time of the year. 
it seems like uh, you've gotten you've gotten production from several guys this year, but rarely all at the same time. You, I don't know that you played your best baseball yet, and is that a good thing or a bad thing at this part of the season? I think it's a very good thing, and I say that because we've shown flashes of really pitching. We've shown flashes of being very offensive and scoring in different ways, and we've been pretty solid all year defensively. Right so now, we know that we can do it in each phase, and so if we can just take that little step of getting a little more focused or whatever, the I think more than anything for our team is being able to handle something that happens in the course of a game that's, you know, that creates some adversity and then getting locked back in, staying locked in to not let it snowball on you. And we have the capabilities in all three phases. Now, if we've got the unit kind of kind of rowing the boat in the same direction, sky's the limit for this team. And you've had some issues, obviously, uh, you know, stabilizing your rotation, had issues in the bullpen. You've juggled your lineup late in the year, moving Jared Thomas to lead off and got a lot of productivity out of him, Peyton Powell, moving him to number two, dropping EK. So, you you know, you're still tinkering with a whole lot of things, which baseball coaches and managers usually don't do this late in the year, do they? No, um, but it's still a lot of the same personnel. Um, I've had starting pitchers that go to the back end and back end guys go to starters and both of them thrive. So sometimes it's just something that happens. And the other thing is sometimes you, you just feel like you need to try something different to see if it mm -hmm. sticks. And if the move of EK to the six and, and, and JT to the one didn't work, I knew we could always go back to it. Sure. Um, the staff is always a work in progress. It always is, especially uh, the bullpen. To me, that's the biggest question mark still of just trying to solidify um, some some guys that can go in and just get six to nine outs. Mm -hmm. uh, when you look at the starters, I like where we are with uh, the four guys now, if you add Tanner. So you go Tanner on game three with Staley following him kind of in a piggyback. Right. And we got three out of Tanner the other day. So that shortens the game if Staley can go do his job the way he has the last two games. It's a lot better. Staley has really seemed to kind of come on a little bit, establishing, you know, more than one pitch. And LBJ, like you say, is, you know, I think his ERA is like he's like third in the conference. You know, I think people are hitting like 209 against him. So yep. it, it looks like your pitching is stabilizing right now, doesn't it, David? Yeah, and then we have some guys that – well, first of all, if you look at – the bench is a good motivator as well. And Oh, yeah. For, for Travis, and, and I mean this sincerely, I mean, he didn't pitch for two weekends. And he needed to work through some things, but – he realized that he had to work through some things to get back on the mound. And mm -hmm. so he committed to doing that. Um, when you look at some guys in the pen, we have some guys that are really good in matchups. So they're good against left or they're good against right. And my challenge to them is why can't you get both out? And so you got to get a little more committed to how am I going to get a left-hander out that they're hitting 326 against me, but right-handers are hitting a buck 20 against me. 
Right. So we're always trying to get better. And I think that's the key when you have so much in front of you, the kids are still encouraged about getting better day to day. Mm-hmm. And that's what is fun. This is the best time of the year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, after you guys lost those three games at home to OU, you said it. You go, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm basically I'm going to piss some people off. I'm, there's going to be some people who aren't going to be happy with what I do. And you made some changes and wins came. And like you said, that bench is a motivator. And uh, what were the conversations like in the locker room? Were they were those some hard conversations for you, especially uh, with a guy like Travis uh, who's been around and ended up not playing? So um, how hard were those conversations to have, particularly with your veterans? It's always hard. I mean, because, you know, they are they put in the work and, and they want it. They just get, they get distracted. And, you know, it, it ends up where you got to have tough conversations and the only person that's going to have them is me. Well, when it comes down to it, I got the lineup card. And because of that, you get their attention. But it's never demeaning. It's just to a point of, matter of fact, this is what needs to take place. And you got to first start with clearing your mind. And a lot of our guys struggle with that. Just allowing some of the things they can't control to seep in there. And so we've got to get them. First thing we have to do is get them to know that there are guys. They, they, no matter what happens, I mean, they got to know that we trust them and they can trust us as people and then as coaches. And if they can get there and we can get there, then we can have meaningful conversations versus just being pissed off. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's happy. I mean, I've never said a word to a player after he strikes out, he didn't go to home plate to strike out. It's the wrong. So it's also about timing. You know, guys are very good listeners when they hit rock bottom. <laughs> they really are. They won't help. <laughs> they won't yeah. help. But yeah. but I take that to heart. I mean, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning thinking, how can I help this guy or that guy or what we what I feel like we need to do as a team. Um, in groups and with individuals. And uh, you mentioned West Virginia comes in here, you know, 15 and six in the league and just playing really well on the road. Uh, I was looking at their stats, very similar. Y'all's batting average about similar. Your home runs are about similar. They still a whole lot more bases than you, 118 on the year. Uh, their defense hasn't been near as good as yours, but they may have the player of the year in J.J. Weatherholt, who's got 15 homers and I think 35 stolen bases. How would you describe this West Virginia team and what they bring in here? Well, you look at their stolen bags, you look at their stolen bags in conference, they're 27 of 37 yeah. or 20 of 27. So, you know, you can you can rack up a lot of that against some uh, other types of teams, but I definitely am not taking that away from them. They can run and they're instinct, instinctly good base runners. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how to steal bags, but you also can combat that if you have awareness and know how to control it to a point. Right. And then there's certain guys that are going to get their bags. I mean, Dylan Campbell's been thrown out one time this year. You don't worry right. about that guy as much 
Mm-hmm. Um, you do, but you just try to control it, slow it down. Uh, but understand, he's probably going to get some bags. Mm-hmm. So you got multiple guys in their lineup. I think what also happens is you get too concerned about what the other team is good at. And so you let them control you versus you controlling what you can control. Play your game. Um, play your game. That's right. And, yeah. you know, we've we've been in games where teams are really good at the short game and just get outs. Uh, you know, don't don't try to force a play that's not there. But I think they're a really good team, and I think they've got some older kids. Um, they're very confident. And when I watch them on film, and I watch a lot of the live games too because you can kind of sneak in some information by doing that. But I watch their, their body language and their mannerisms in the dugout, and they're they're very unified. And I mm-hmm. think that's what championship teams are made of. And so – it's going to be two really good teams going at it. Um, and I think no matter what happens, uh, the fan base and everybody involved is going to hopefully see some really good college baseball. It really should oh, be. You mentioned – go ahead, Sid. Yeah, how's Tanner Wood doing? Um, I, I haven't been able to see him uh, uh, pitch. I know he's going forward in two-thirds innings. How's he doing physically? And Because there, there's this – this this unfairness uh, from the fan base to think he's that he's going to come in and be Roger Clemens after Tommy John surgery, and we all know that that's a process. So where is he in his, you know, his progression uh, after coming back? Very much of a process, and it's not easy. You know, it, people think that you have surgery, now you start your rehab, and now you're ready to pitch. There's a lot of touch and feel. Um, physically and then the competitive side of it uh game one against tcu it was not good he was just out of sync disconnected and a nervous wreck uh game two still pretty disconnected and not in sync but you know the nerves were calming down game Mm -hmm. three between two and three i thought we made some good adjustments with his timing um and and his fill in his delivery not necessarily um, with the ball in the hand, it was just more about timing to get there. Um, and he's, I thought he pitched well the other day. He was really good with his curveball changeup, down angle fastball. When he did that, it was outstanding. He made one real mistake. We left a, a fastball up and out, and the kid hit it over the right field wall. If you take that one pitch away, you walk away going, all right, he pitched three innings, didn't give up anything. Um, so progression is definitely happening. I feel good about going with him this week as opposed to if it was the start and now we're in this environment. I don't know if it's fair to him or the team to just go, all right, it's rehab start. Um, you know, it's start number four now. And mm-hmm. still there's a pitch pitch count, but we're a little more prepared for it. Well, how much is he up to as far as arm strength? What would you like to get out of him this weekend? Well, I think when you talk about his body recovery, I talked to him two days ago. And I said, look, if you don't feel right, we'll skip uh, Saturday and start your Wednesday and first game of the tournament. And he goes, I'll coach. I'm just going to keep letting you know. And right now I'm a little more sore, but I also threw a little more, but I feel good. It's not elbow. It's just body. And mm-hmm. so you have to trust him or I have to trust him. And he has to be honest with me. And he's very good at that. Um, 
but I think we're in good shape. Uh, I haven't heard anything back from him, so that's kind of the plan still. No news is good news. So I'm looking at the uh, the projection. Duck, duck, I hate to cut you off. He's got to go. He's, he's oh, okay. I got, a, I got a meeting at four. He's got a meeting in 12 minutes, and we appreciate you coming on, Dave. We will see you at the ballpark, Longhorns, West Virginia, tonight, 6.30, Friday, 6.30, and Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Looking forward to seeing you at the park, uh, Coach, and best of luck to you this weekend. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. On Second Thought. Doug, big series. David Pierce had his game face on. Of course, he's always got his game face on. They, I don't think they're not going to host Doug, but they they need to represent this last weekend at the dish. And um, I, I think I think they're going to play well. But West Virginia is very good. They are, and uh, it's the last chance to kind of show themselves, see what they can do, and take some momentum into the postseason. So we'll see. You know, last week we had Steve Sarkeesian on, and he just finished up his Texas fight tour and kind of got us in the mood to talk some football. And you know how we do it. We'll figure out a way to talk football, Doug. We're always in the mood. Tell our listeners what you've been up to uh, on your on in your internet escapades and what you discovered. Some interesting. I don't know. I don't know why I get this every day. I get these betting sites that they want some money, Doug. They want your well, money. Of course they do. And I'm not a gambler. I'm not a gambler. I'm a fantasy football, baseball, golf gambler. But that's as far as I take it. You know, yeah. I've been to Vegas like twice. Me and too. I know Me you too. got a home there. You got a home in Vegas, second home, right? So uh a, a bridge, yeah. Bridge. Anyway. So anyway, guess what today's topic was? You tell me, because I don't get those emails. It was over under for football wins by every Every team in the nation. So and guess where? Guess where the horns are? Where you got them? I, they always feel like an eight and four, nine and three to me. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna switch up on that. I'm sure it's around eight or nine wins again. They're nine and a half. They're co-favorites with Oklahoma. Nine and a half coming off a losing season. So, uh, yeah, nine and a half. So you got to go ten or nine or below. I mean, do you I see it? Touch, I wouldn't touch that bed with a ten foot pole duck. I just wouldn't. They got so many question marks and so much talent on oh, top whoa. of the question, question marks. I just don't. Well, you Wait. lost. You lost the best running back tandem in the country. You lost. Okay, you lost the Marviano over Sean. You lost Ovia Gofu. You lost Moro Ojimo. You lost Anthony Cook. You lost Deshaun Jameson. You lost a lot of guys, Duck. And you, Why? They're Why? Not a, they're not in the. They're not reloading yet. They're not to the point where where they're Alabama, where you just know they're still going to win ten games. They've got to address some issues. And I love what Sark said last week. But if I'm betting that, I, I'm. I do you are you willing to tell me right now that the Texas Longhorns going to go ten and two this season? Maybe not right now. Right now, but. Uh... You got to admit, the whole country, all the experts, <clears throat> the national uh, experts are all on the bandwagon. They're the hot like team. those guys that were all, all picking Texas to go to the Final Four or a guy who remained nameless to pick them to win it all in his they brain. Don't in. No, I didn't know Jesu was going to get hurt. You can't blame me on that. So you had him in the Final Four, too. It's okay. a team game, sir. It's a team it's, game. I, I just – 
they should be a 10-win or more team in terms of Steve Sarkeesian's, you know, third year in the program. He's recruited his butt off. He's got a quarterback. I wrote in nine things this week. He could be a top five pick, according to uh, Pro Football Focus. That the Vikings, one guy already has him projected to go into the Minnesota Vikings and replacing Kirk Cousins, you know, after next season. So, you know, the, the second coming of Jeff George, he was good with the Vikings for a minute. He played for a while. He played for a good while. So he had a big uh, arm. He had. He was laid back, just like Quinn. So you're telling me if you go into Vegas, which I know you are in June. Or, you would uh, probably go the other. I'm going in July, sir, not June, July. Oh, July. Okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, you would take the under on nine and a half on the horns. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, I don't know yet. If it's your money, if it's oh, your. If I'm betting it. Yeah. I'm betting it, I probably know. feel safer at nine and three than I would at 10 and two, only because what if they won 10 games in a regular season? It's been, it's since 09. If you if you want if you're playing at home, they did play ten games. Uh, Sam Ellinger's sophomore year, but that was with a bowl game attached when they beat Georgia. So, uh, so you're saying they're gonna they're gonna break through and win ten games? I'm not saying they won't. I'm just that's just one I wouldn't bet on. That one that one scares me, Doug. I, I can I can see them going ten and two. I can I mean, or even better because what the conference is a little down. Okay, you know. I teased our audience with uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, third was K-State, eight and a half. And uh, fourth is TCU, college football playoff finalists, even though they got embarrassed by Georgia. We'll, we'll overlook that. TCU at only seven and a half. So uh, Kansas is at six. Um, That's a lot of wins. I don't know who they're playing early. That's a lot of wins. Yeah. I don't know. Would, would you say on the surface the, the Big 12 should be down a little bit? I know. Yeah, they should be down a little bit. And you and you got those unknown quantities coming in with BYU and uh, Central Florida and Houston. And, uh, right. and Houston, Houston was four and a half, and they're coming in. Texas plays at Houston this year, four and when a is, half. When has Houston ever gone four and eight? That's oh, been Dana's gone. They do that. Dana's gone. He's yeah, gone. Clayton. Clayton Toon's gone. Out McCaskill, they're starting running back and went in the transfer portal. So we have four and a half. That'd be a heck of a dip. So uh I don't know. I, I think I'm kind of feeling the over on nine and a half. Uh you're I just, just drinking a Kool-Aid. You're just hey, hey you're a happy start came and and hollered at us and talked some hoops. That was great. That was great. Great conversation. They had 10 starters back on the offense. Every offensive line starter. I know K-State has every offensive line starter back, too. But and you know what, what they say, And you know what they say? Offense wins championships. Up. Offense wins championships. So, yeah, I uh, see where you're going with that. I, I'm a little skeptical, though. I'm usually right about the Longhorns, by the way. I had, yeah. them, I had them at 8-4 last year. I, I'm usually right about them. They yeah. could have gone 10-2 and two last year, Doug. They hold yeah, on. Bob Baloo can win the league. Bob Baloo is always glass three quarters full. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Bob Bob's usually glass three quarters full when it comes to the horns. He just is, and that's fine. Hey, this is the year they should beat Alabama too. I mean, out Alabama there, fam, out there, they're going to beat know. Alabama out there. Well, they almost beat them, you know, right down the street. The DKR, you know, Ryan Watts gets that sack. They're going to win that that game. 
If, uh, if, if, if. And, and wait a minute, Alabama bringing in a new quarterback, so desperate for a quarterback after uh, the A-Day game, after the spring game. They go, oh, Notre Dame, Tyler Buckner, please come down and save us. They get a transfer after the spring game. How ready is he going to be in that system? I hope you're right that the week of the game because we're all going. All right, Doug, I'm, I'm going to put you on the night, and I don't want you to think on this. I want you to go off the top of the dome. Okay. We're going to go each Texas game. You're going to answer WRL, and then I'm going to answer. And then we'll see what our records are at the end. Again, this is May. Okay. Hey, we we reserve the right to change our mind. Even though we aren't women, we can still. Lay it on me. All right. September 2nd, Rice. W. W. At Alabama. W. Boss. Wyoming at home. Definitely double. They lost 11, 12 transfers in the portal. Nobody, nobody, nobody cares what Wyoming lost. Just WRL. I go W. Kansas w. at home. Oh, clear W. That Those w. days are over. Oklahoma. Oh, that's another W. I don't believe in Brent Venables right now. W. 49 nothing. 49 nothing. So you got Ed Houston. Okay. I'm going to say W. Houston may be a little down. New quarterback, new receiver, new running back. I'm going to go W. Okay. BYU. Home. That's here, too, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't look up what their over-under was. I'll still go W. Man, that's 7-0. and They'll be like number three in the country. Go ahead. I'm going to go W. Okay. K-State. Where is that game? That's there? Here. All right, I'll give them I'll give them an L against K-State. Two. At TCU. That's a win for payback. TCU rebuilding. L TCU always figures out how to beat Texas. And that's with GP in charge. At Iowa State. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go L on that. I'm going to L. No, and that would be – they're not going to lose three in a row. They're going to beat K-State and then lose two in a row. And Iowa State is going to be an L. Okay. And okay. then Texas Tech. Texas Tech here is a W. All right. Oh, they won what they Kirk Bowles, you got him going 10-2. and two. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. 10-2 and two with a – I got him going nine and three. I got him going nine and three. You got a home loss to K State and a road loss at Iowa State. So there's nobody there they can't beat. You know, and Alabama, since we brought up Alabama, they're over under 10 and a half. So people don't share my reservations about the Crimson Tide. So when have they ever been bad, Duck? Hey. Ten and a half. You go ten and two. You're not bad. It's that's relative. Bad. That's bad for Alabama, fam. That is bad. Oh, okay, all right. Stop it. They lost two games last year, right? On the that was last a bad game. year. Nick Saban's going to be spitting blood. That's I a know. bad year for them. Ten and two on the last play of the two games. That's a failure for them. Yeah. That's a failure. Well, real quick, okay. I know there's some Aggies out there that want to know. Oh yeah. Where you got Aggies? Aggies over Aggies, seven, and, seven and, a and a half. Got them winning more than that or less. Uh let's see. Yeah, they they kind of look like a seven and five team. Absolutely. Uh Absolutely. they go. I know they go to Tennessee. I know they go to Miami. Remember, they get three cupcakes. 
I got the schedule right here. New Mexico. I'll say I'll say seven and five. I'll say under. I got them. They'll they'll beat New Mexico. I think they'll lose in Miami. They just I don't care who they play on the road. They lose. ULM probably a win. Auburn at home probably a win. Arkansas and Dallas always a classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bama. Bama's going to beat A&M this year. Yeah, that's that Kyle Fielder. That's the revenge game for Nick Saban. At Tennessee, no Hendon Hooker. That's going to be tough. South Carolina at Ole Miss. Mississippi State. Abilene Christian. Circle that one with a red. With a red, yeah, ink, red so what do you and got? I got him 75. I got him 75 as well. All right, so we're both saying under. Okay. I'd go under on that one too, so. And for those that can't wait, some of the uh, Georgia defending two-time champion is 11 and a half. Woo! That's hard to go over 11 and a half. You don't bet that one because all uh, it takes is one loss. Ohio State and Michigan, 10 and a half. I don't think they both win 11 games this year. Somebody's going to get hurt. I think, I think, I don't know. I think, I think Coach Khaki's kind of figured some things out. I think Ohio yeah. State. I think Ohio State might go nine and three this year. I think so. And uh, how about the here? Are a couple that are surprises. Florida five and a half is the over under. Well, how did get fallen? Steve Spurrier's turning over in his grave. Tim Tebow's turning over. Yes, at ten. And Candace, those fighting Jayhawks are six. So Coach Leipold got it going. Notre Dame eight over yeah. under eight. Yep. Oklahoma State, six and a half. Why? The fight is off that mullet rose, fam. The bloom is off that mullet rose. I know it really has. I don't know if he's just kind of lost his is it, is it time for them to start looking? No, no. It's just, or is he, he a lifer? Is he going to always be the head coach there? Well, I don't know if you can say anybody's a lifer now, but uh, he's definitely got no momentum. And at a time when Oklahoma's kind of – searching to to establish their new identity under Brent Venables. So, like I said, the Big 12 might be a little down this year. TCU, major rebuild. What about West like, Virginia, four and a half? When? Yeah, That's West Virginia, four and a half. That's, but you know yeah. what, Doug? Um, before we get out of here, you mentioned a lot. There's no such thing as a lifer. Oh, no. yes, there he is. And he coaches in San Antonio. And his name is Greg Popovich. And he just landed Victor – Wombanyama from yeah, very well. seven very foot good. five. Very good. Did you see the clip where he missed a three pointer and dunked it on a putback? Have you yeah. ever in your life, the steal a line from our friend Vern Lundquist, seen anything like that? I have not. Yes, sir. As our buddy Vern would say, he he may be the Shohei Otani of the NBA. Good on both ends. You know, he led the league and won the scoring title for the high French pro league that he's in. And, you know, the team he plays for is owned by no one other than Tony Parker. I love so, that. And love did you that. see his reaction? He was excited to be, you know, number one and going to San Antonio. And so play for the best coach. All right, but let me ask you this. All right, instant turnaround. Spurs a playoff team next year. What do you got? I don't think so. I don't either. He's going to get beat up early, Duck. Well, they won 22 games. He's thin. He's thin. Duck, he's skinny. He's going to get yeah. beat up. And he's he's kind of like when Giannis came in 
Giannis was skinny, and then Giannis put on like 15 pounds of muscle and became a tank. So right. it's going to take him a while to get used to that. And, and I'm, I'm going to be interested in, are they really going to dump the ball into him, or is he going to be one of those big guys like, I mean, I'm, I'm tell, I just love what the Joker's doing in these playoffs. If you like basketball. I love Joker. Oh, I I, he might be. I, I'm a Steph Curry guy. I love Steph Curry. Oh, yeah. How do you know? I think the Joker is my second favorite basketball player right now. I love that guy. He's a complete player. What he can, can play, he not do? Play inside, play outside. He can guard uh, NBA team owners. You know, <laughs> I get a little too physical with him. The putbacks, uh, the soft touch, the runners, the threes, the he and Kevin Love, the two best outlet passers in the league. And yeah. did you notice against the Lakers in game one how he is just – he gets the ball and he's not a great athlete, Doug. No. He can, but, he can lead, but he can lead a fast break. Oh, yeah. He can he, lead a fast break. He can pass it on the move. Uh, do you think they're going to destroy the Lakers in this series? I, I think they're going to. I saw. I love what I saw from Anthony Davis and LeBron. Those other guys. Yeah. Well, they're going to win. It may be six, maybe five. I don't know, but I love Denver. I, you know, I think you and I both picked the Celtics to win the whole thing, but they haven't been the Celtics, and Miami's dangerous for them. So, but no, I love the Nuggets. I I think it'd be great for the NBA to see the Nuggets win. I think you know they've been damn good. You know what's it? All these coaches getting fired. I mean. The message is don't go to the playoffs. You may get fired. See you, Doc Rivers. Yes. See you, Boonholder. See you, Monty Williams. Yeah, Monty Williams. I know. It's like I don't know if it's in Not game. Everybody can't. Everybody can't win the playoffs. No, everybody I can't, can't win. win. That's crazy. Why but you know, fired? back to Winby. You know, it's funny when we first started hearing about him. Is he's seven three point guard wing power forward? Now I. I see everybody writing you seven five, so he may be eight foot by the time he <laughs> he the league starts up the season. But you know, four straight years without a playoff, said uh, no all star. They didn't have an all star this season for I think only the fourth or fifth time ever in franchise history. And they well they won twenty two games, so they're not going to go win twenty two and then go to fifty. You know, overnight, and I can uh, see them. I can see them hovering around five hundred this season. Yeah, poor Detroit. That like to be Detroit, the worst record in the league, and they're picking fifth. Fifth, you're picking. So you might get I, one of those. You might get one of those twins. You might, amen. Well, right there. I, I wrote about the tanking and that maybe they should just forget giving the the best pick to the worst team. Just give it to the best team. It's like give have some incentive or. You know, just put them all in a hat, and all you know the the teams that don't make them, put them all in a hat because taking terrible thing. That's a win. That Spurs getting that is a win for load management. Oh, absolutely, and tanking for both of them. And they 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 all but invented workload management. You know, Mavericks didn't. It didn't help the Mavericks out. They didn't get in on it. I just wish instead of two Moody, I wish we could have three or four games. If so, Wimby's going to be coming to town. We'll take two. We'll take two, and you know maybe we'll go. Down, we'll maybe we head down there when they play, when yeah. they play, another, you know, like the Lakers or or Golden State or somebody. I want, I want to see him guard Kevin Durant, some Steph Curry, people like that, as well as protect the rim. Yeah, maybe we'll get pushed around some. How long? How long do you think that that added to Pop's career? Because I really think that I think this is probably going to rejuvenate Popovich and keep him around for four or five more years because he can re. 
I mean, imagine if he rebuilt the champion after the big three. Of course, it helps to have the number one player, and he's had it. They've had it three times: yeah. uh, Robinson, Duncan, and now Wimby. Um, Is that kind of luck? Wow, he's already he's already a top five coach of all time, but he could actually pull it off again. The question is, how much time does he have left to coach? I mean, he's he's seventy two, seventy three. So you wonder, you wonder if that faucet's gonna gonna still be flowing. Uh, that uh, NBA season's a grind, Doug. It's a grind. It it's a young it man. Well, but he's he's probably got three to four or five years, something like that, somewhere in that neighborhood. You know, since his, his wife passed, I mean, he really poured himself into the basketball. And like, he makes twelve million a year. You know, so it, it no extra suck. about money with him though. It, he's got. I know. He's, but he's he's got he said he can't drink wine all day long. So uh, his, this basketball's. His well, passion. No, you you drink it all day long. What what can't happen? All day. I don't start till five. Come on, dude. Five a.m. Yeah, five a.m. Exactly. Five somewhere. Five somewhere. It's five somewhere. So well, let's wrap it up, man. Uh, uh, just just a great podcast today. Just enjoyed uh, David Pierce coming on the Texas versus West Virginia. Um, tennis is still going. What else we got out there? Men's golf uh, finished fifth in East Lansing Regional. And they'll be going to the uh, NCAA championship in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona next week. So good for them. And both tennis teams advanced, and they're playing in the quarterfinals this week. So there's lots to go on. And uh, then next week we're doing number 300. We're going to have a special show for you. Hopefully have some special guests that we're lining up as we speak. Uh, But we enjoyed today, and we look forward to you tuning in next week. That's going to do it for episode 299 of On Second Thought. For the Duck Kirk Bowles, I'm Sid Golden. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Sid and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.